0: Uh, I know we're out of the spooky season now, according to a uh, recording timeline, <laughs> um,
1: but I did <laughs> see Halloween <laughs> Kills. Are you caught up on the David Gordon Green Halloween films? Uh, I mean, the fact that the last one came out, that's all I know. I've not, I have not watched one of the Halloween films. Did I movies. say Halloween Kills? Halloween Ends is the one that Halloween I Ends, yes. Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant Halloween Kills, like it, it slays. Um, I mean, I, I was aware that it came out. No desire to watch it. It's got- Really? Why? You're not a Halloween man. I, I'm not. I'm not really into like that kind of horror jump scare. Slowly following me. Where is he going to show up next? Kind of movies.
0: Mm. Not my bag. Yeah, I uh, I fell in love with the Halloween movies in like seventh grade, eighth grade, and um, and then Halloween H two O I saw in theaters, loved it. Did not see Resurrection. It looked horrible. Um. I have a whole rank of Halloween movies. I don't love Friday the 13th. I don't follow that series. I don't follow Nightmare on Elm Street, but I do follow the Halloween and Scream franchises. And so this trilogy, this was the last of the David Gordon Green trilogy. And this, the the rights are now going back to the Akkad family. And uh, Malek Akkad, Malik, Malik Akkad? Um We'll see what he does with it. Uh, very likely, will be rebooted in some way. It's like one of those film series that you can watch it like uh, one, two, four, five, six, or one, two, H two O, or 1, 2018, kills ends. Like there's there's many different storylines you can follow that branch off of the first film. Um, That's very interesting. Yeah. And then Halloween 3, notice I never said Halloween 3 in there because right. it's a standalone film. The original theory was that it would be an anthology movie series that just was built around Halloween. So Jason, Freddy, all of those things only exist because Michael Myers exists. And Michael Myers was just a vehicle to tell a Halloween spooky story about babysitter murders. That was the original title of the movie. So um Once Michael Myers became such a cultural icon and just a zeitgeist in the fabric of pop culture, there was no world in which Halloween 2 was not going to have Michael Myers. So they did Halloween 2, which also had Michael Myers. Now you've got a film series of Michael Myers movies. And when they finally were like, all right, cool, let's do our thing again. Let's do, like, what we were talking about. If we do a sequel, let's do another Halloween movie. So they did Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Terrific, Justin. This is a great horror film. Great, great horror film. No Michael Myers. No mention of Michael Myers. Michael Myers does not exist in this movie. It's a a movie about Halloween, and everybody hated it. (laughs) And everybody was so (laughs) mad. So... My, uh Halloween 4 is the return of Michael Myers, and then it became the Michael Myers show all the time. And then once Halloween 6 came out, which had Paul Rudd as a grown-up Tommy Doyle, um, uh, it underperformed at the box office. Then they basically rebooted the franchise with H2O, which was a terrific film. Return of Jamie Lee Curtis. Right. You've got Josh Hartnett. You've got uh, – um. Michelle Williams and some other people that you would recognize from other uh, things. This movie ignored everything after Halloween two. So it ignored three, obviously ignored four, five, and six. And it was what happened to Laurie Strode after Halloween two. And then you, that, that that's where H2O picked up. Resurrection was sort of a sequel of that, but then I didn't even, I don't think I've ever seen resurrection all the way through more than once um i think it might have a reality show concept where like some people move into a house or something. it was really ill-informed and not well done very of the time then uh rob zombie did his two movies which were terrible and 2018 was kind of the <laughs> re- resurrection of michael myers with david gordon green a very uh celebrated film director who is going to write and direct the movies with his friend danny mcbride uh producing and they did three movies that were not awesome. There was some good stuff in there, but not great, unfortunately. So I'm excited to see where the franchise goes. Anyway, I just wanted to touch on that. I saw the Halloween ends, and it has more in common with Stephen King's Christine than it does. Is the Christine Halloween the one about franchise. the car? It is the one about the car. There is not necessarily about the car, but okay. uh, 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 Christine is. Right. Halloween Ends is not about a car in any way. But a lot of the themes in Christine can be drawn parallel to Halloween Ends. And that's where I liked some things, but ultimately it was kind of as a trilogy a miss. It's more akin to the sequel trilogy of Star Wars, the JJ Abrams Ryan Johnson mm. films. So, that's my take. It's a it's a passion of mine. I, I love the Halloween franchise. I want better for it. I just don't know what what that means. The Akkad Family, uh, Halloween Resurrection. I love Halloween 4. It's one of my favorites. I have a whole, I can tell you my order of films that I like. Like right now, if I were to rank them. Yeah, I, I go ahead. you didn't ask. Um, Halloween 1 is my favorite. It probably goes Halloween 4, Halloween H20, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Probably Halloween 2018. Halloween 5, Halloween 6, Halloween ends, Halloween kills, and I don't count the zombie movies, and I don't count Resurrection. So mm. I think – oh, and 2. 2 is not great. 2, some I don't know, somewhere between H2O and something or other. After H2O. Halloween 2 is like whatever. Um, yeah. And, uh, and there's so much lore in that fandom. Like Halloween 2 has a TV cut that's actually better than the theatrical release. Because there's stuff that they went and shot additionally that is actually scarier and more interesting, and you have copies of both. I don't, but I know people that do, and we all talk about it. And so, and I'm I'm not even like on the echelon of like people that care about this stuff. I (laughs) I mean, you care enough. I forgot that ends was coming out this past weekend. (laughs) I did go see it the day it came out. Of course. At the 1115 show. Oh, my God, Justin. I saw it in 4DX. My seat was moving. Somebody got stabbed, and I got sprayed with water. I was like, this is too much. What? It's ridiculous. This would have been the perfect theater for you and me to go see Top Gun in. This is exactly what Top Gun is made for. For some reason... They did Halloween this way, too. Every time somebody opened a door or picked up a knife, my fucking seat was shaking. And I was like, this is just too much. It It, was ridiculous. It's overwhelming? Like (laughs) 40X. Yes. I mean, obviously, too. It's like, you know, at the beginning of an IMAX movie, they tell you how badass IMAX is. Well, at the beginning of a 40X movie, they They, show you a three-minute movie of how badass this technology is. And they fucking shake you. (laughs) <laughs> like, it's not I should have had a fucking seatbelt on it was ridiculous um anyway do not recommend I would recommend if they re-release Top Gun in theaters go see it in 40x I'm sure that is a blast okay but otherwise I don't need to be rained or blood bled on um I mean fans would like if there was an outdoor scene the fans in the theater what's nice is they're quiet fans like I was kind of like marveling at the I was more distracted by the technology. Yeah, than I was immersed in it. <laughs> I was just sitting there. I was like, "Did somebody sit here and program this?" Like they watched the movie and they're like, "Oh, I got a joystick. I'm going to move." Um, I'm d- but every time somebody slammed a door, Justin, your seat was moving, or every time somebody picked up something, your seat was vibrating. Or
1: well, soaring over down. California, that's now it's what's very so- much like that. Yeah, you me. know when I when I went into that ride for the first time and I smelled the the pine needles and I thought this is mm-hmm. next level. Um. And was there – I want to say there was a show that I went to where they had rats running at your feet. Yeah, that's uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Okay. So that's a long time ago, yeah. Right, but that kind of technology, I always thought, hey, that'd be kind of cool to have that in a movie where it's this immersive experience. They did that a lot in the 50s to get people
0: in, like 3D, and they would have things in the movie theater that would do these types of things. Right.
1: Yeah. Well, it just yeah. – I mean, Sounds a little overwhelming for me, especially for someone who's, like, I can get easily distracted. Yeah, I mean, there was a scene with a photo booth, and the, the
0: flashbulbs were going off, and there were strobes in the theater, like, going off. Damn. Yeah. It was just a little too much for a Halloween movie. <laughs> no, didn't need it. Anyway, this is all a digression that we should probably cut out, and we can cut in here, where I talk about my ice maker. I got my ice maker fixed. Uh, my ice maker died, like, two months ago. And we tried to make it work with a, with a ice tray. And I was like, no, I can't fucking do this shit. Um, so I called in a guy. He came out. It was a big pain in the ass. But uh, 200 bucks later, I can have ice when I want. This is Jimmy. Five. <laughs> Why would you I have no idea? That. <laughs> you can leave it if you want, I suppose. <laughs> um it just gave me. I we have. Uh, I, I could have. I guess been in housekeeping. I guess, but anyway. Um. Uh. Yeah. The ice. There was. Susie and I are sitting here watching the end of Dahmer, which was great. Dahmer was the best Ryan Murphy show, I think. Um. And uh, I think I told you right. Our biggest. Uh. Susie's biggest regret in watching Dahmer is that I have a new impression. <laughs> um. And uh, and so anyway, we're watching Dahmer, and we hear. The ice maker, like the ice, come out of the ice maker, and then it fill the ice maker. And we both look at each other. We're like, "I love that sound so much <laughs> because we were so excited <laughs> to have ice." <laughs> oh, oh man, that's gotta be how long we were you have without this refrigerator ice? For ten years, like I I couldn't fathom not having an ice maker now.
1: Yeah, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't either. And my um, so my my in laws, they got they went through a headache with a side by side I guess this is how it is so the bottom was a full width freezer uh-huh. top top was the doors that open yeah Not that's side like, by I side feel like everybody has that right now that's like the yeah.
0: that's like the one
1: everybody has right uh, and so they had that one for a while and something crapped out on it and it's one of those situations where even if it's under warranty the company will hire out a local mm-hmm. repairman. Right. And I I swear, David, it felt like six months. They would call someone out, they would repair it, and then it would break again after a week or two. And there were a couple of days when they asked us, hey, look, we are panicking right now. We've filled up my brother-in-law's fridge. Can we fill up yours with our stuff while we get? So at the end, they ended up um, just getting a new fridge. They're like, forget this. We've been dealing with this for six months. This thing is just it's a it's a lemon, but they wouldn't admit to it being a lemon. So I think they just ended up getting a new one, but the new one I noticed, and this happens with ours, we have we have party ice, and I got it because the whole party ice thing, you don't realize how fast, how quickly you go through ice until you have friends over and you start mm-hmm. using it. Like I'm over at their house just doing like a family dinner thing, and I'm making like a couple of drinks for people, and I feel like the ice tray is almost empty after about three or four drinks, like full of ice. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm kind of spoiled with our party ice, uh, but I I, don't, I, I, don't I just know, what know you the mean frust- by party ice. It's just more. It's got, it's just more ice that fits in the bin up at the top. Oh, okay. It's got like 10% more ice. Um, yeah, I don't know what the, uh, the amount of how many pounds it says it holds, but, um, we use it a lot. And when we have our like Christmas parties and stuff, we'll, it'll take like a couple of hours to go through all the ice, but this runs out quickly and I'm surprised. And I think, man, they paid all this money for this really nice fridge and it sucks at making ice. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. You don't my realize, I mean, like first world problems, right? That
0: literally never has dispensed water in any sort of way quickly. <laughs> like, it probably literally, it, it takes literally four <laughs> to five
1: minutes to fill up a glass of water. So the water fridge. comes out, it doesn't even come out straight, it just kind of dribbles, like it's got an arc it to it. It does come out like,
0: straight, but just in the smallest little sliver of thing. And my dad's like, yeah, I don't know, we brought somebody out.
1: And I was like, you just arc okay with this? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. do think every now and again, like I see other people's uh, water dispensers. And and if you're not careful, you can't have ice in the glass um, that's too high when, in theirs because it just shoots the water out so fast. But I love oh, that because yeah, yeah. I have my glass Spray everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I have my glass filled in about 10, 10, 12 seconds. Um, mm-hmm. It feels like it goes about an ounce, an ounce every half second. That's what it feels like because you can see it counting up. And then ours is really slow, so every now and again I'll think, should I Tim Taylor this thing and try and get it (laughs) and try and get it a little faster? (laughs) But I'm okay with it. I'll wait the 30 seconds to have a glass of water filled. 30
0: seconds is totally reasonable.
1: No. yeah, Four to five minutes, Justin,
0: I'm telling you. (laughs) What's nice is uh, I can can lodge the glass in a way and then just kind of walk away. And it (laughs) will shut itself off. If your glass is big enough, it will shut itself off before it fills all the way. Um, and I assume that's like a safety feature or something, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it's bad, man. Anyway, uh, this has been refrigerator and Halloween talk. Yeah. Uh, this. <laughs> there is the a, there is a. Yeah. There, no, uh. uh, uh <laughs> shall we jump in it?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
0: Refrigerator okay. and Halloween talk. Yes. Let's do it. Uh, the, well, I mean, we got to talk about uh, Halloween cause we just passed. Halloween and to talk because I mean, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Everybody's got to. Oh, yeah, man. What are you going to do with your turkey? Yeah. Can you make party ice?
1: (laughs)
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, All right. The song is When I Want. There is an ASCAP entry. It's from the Futures Japanese and UK releases. Uh, It was tracks 13 of 14 on those releases. There was also a Payne Maxi single CD, and it was track 2 of 4 on that. There was a Payne 7-inch vinyl where it was track 3 of 3, but there was another Payne 7-inch vinyl where it was track 2 of 2. So let me tell you about those two different 7 inches. One was the Interscope Records released in the UK in 2004. The other is Interscope Records Western Tread Recordings, which is Jim's uh record label and that was the US pressing of uh oh interesting i had written pain 7 inch but no this is a futures 7 inch so the futures had a US 7 inch where the b side was when i want and uh jimmy Eat world is listed as the producer with mark trombino uh so that must mean that that is the demo version of when i want um and the UK release has the When I Want demo and is labeled as the demo, and it says recorded by Jimmy Eat World. But I had that Gil Norton and Jimmy Eat World produced this, and Jimmy Eat World and Mark Trombino did the demo. Or do you think what's interesting is I've lined them up. And they're lined up pretty well. I think this is one of those cases where there's an instrumentation is all the same. Uh-huh. And they just went back and, like, mastered the demo. So I'll play later the left and right. side. Maybe when we listen to the demo, when we quote-unquote listen to the demo, I'll just play this out of Premiere where I've got it panned. uh, The demo panned right and the finished version panned left. But I think they're the same. Ultimate. I mean, I've got them stacked here, and I'm not seeing much of a difference here um i don't know how much uh you care but although i guess that it looks like they fall off a little bit toward the end all right well i'm interested to hear how yeah, sounds. see what it drags out all right <laughs> um all right let's continue down this path uh released march 23rd 2005 according to jimmy wiki produced by like i said gil norton and jimmy world or jimmy world and mark trombino for the demo okay i've got a bunch of recorded at cello studios Harvey Moltz's House, Tempe Studio, Ocean Way Recording, yeah. and Ocean Studios, which might be the same thing? I can't tell. Um, written by Jimmy Eat World, singer is Jim, featuring engineer Mark Trombino, mixed by Jim Atkins, producer Jimmy Eat World, Mark Trombino, recorded by additional Jimmy Eat World, recorded by assistant Jason Cup. Now, where did I get all that information from one of the future's releases on Discogs? But this that one says Mark Trombino. I guess I only got Gil Norton at all from Jimmy Eat Wiki, so do we think Mark Trom? This is just a Mark Trombino Jimmy Eat World track, and he went in. We're talking like, about not the demo, not the demo. Do you think the released version is Mark Trombino, and the demo is just Jimmy Eat World?
1: I think that's fair to say. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, maybe. I mean, Jen it's a I mean, there's nothing aside from uh, right. I don't. Fi- just, uh... I didn't find anything that tied Gil to this track except for the Jimmy Eat Wiki uh, entry um 44 j pod jed if you (laughs) want to
1: yeah the only reason i have gill in here is just because i've copied this doc from original futures uh futures proper right (laughs) yeah (laughs) um label is interscope slash tiny evil
0: published uh is a turkey on rye and dreamworks songs uh, yes, there is a demo, which we'll listen to. And the wiki note says the demo can be heard on various international versions of the album. For example, the Futures Japanese Deluxe version. the version is, This version is slightly shorter at 2 minutes and 47 seconds. The demo is self-produced. So, maybe it is self-produced for the demo and trombino for the thing. Um, never has been played. Notable high notes of C sharp 5 and C5, and notable low of F3. So, 24.3 thousand listeners have scrabbled this song 74.4 thousand times. Ap- according to Last.fm, I've never scrabbled this song, which is not true, but <laughs> what
1: have you. Yeah. Um, I have one. <laughs> one scrabble. <laughs> <laughs> is this song on Spotify? It is on it both is. versions
0: Are on the band's official YouTube, which I think is cool. Yeah. And I'll check it. And yes, on- it is on Spotify. Oh, okay, cool. Let's see, Jimmy. Yeah, and
1: that's that's actually got me. That's what got me onto the uh, the deluxe version of Futures and found that missing track. Yes, both the demo and the remastered
0: version are on. Uh, oh, that was the other thing I wanted to line up, the remastered versus the original. Um, I don't know if we'll hear a difference, but the uh, according to... Uh, Discogs, this was remastered in 2021. And that is all I have for that. Uh, Structure is A flat major key four B Camelot, 128 BPM, 248 duration. And then uh, shall we listen to the songs um, side by side before we uh, go? Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. I'm going to hit play in Adobe Premiere and we will hear panned hard to the left, the finished version, panned hard to the right, the demo.
1: Miner, baby. Yeah, man. There were a couple of times. I think it was in the f- how many verses? There might have been in the third verse, but you could mm-hmm. hear the different lyrics a little bit, and it almost sounded like a simultaneous, like a, not a, necessarily a callback, but just two people singing the different lyrics at the same time. But they fit. Yeah, it could be that they oh. re-recorded. I mean,
0: obviously Zach's drums don't hit at the same time at the end. Yeah. Um, but we know Mark is a Pro Tools wizard, so like, did he just like say, right. oh, no, Zach, just... you don't need to like do the but, but but. Let's like cinch it up a little bit. Or did they just re-record the song at the same exact BPM, and I was just able to sync it up? Right. Because <laughs> yeah, Who I mean, Jim's delivery, even on some of the lines where the lyrics were the same, um, felt oh. different. They just sounded yeah. like different takes. Right. So yeah, pretty cool.
1: Listen to those back to back. Shall we jump into lyrics? Yes, let's do it. Sweet. All right. Um. So I know that it. <laughs> I know that it said that I listened to this track. Gosh, when was it? So I think it was 2010, something like that. Let me click <laughs> on this and see. But I couldn't tell you, man. Yeah, 2011. I listened to it once. Uh, very familiar with this track. So this is when I want this. This song is. Let's see what it's about here. I, mean, I broke this down where I got the verse, chorus, verse, chorus. I actually took these song meanings. Theirs was better than what I, they had in Genius. Genius is, I think, backwards. Yeah, I only when have I had Genius. When I'm looking at
0: this. I'm like, this seems sparse.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, I liked the uh, the version from Song Meanings. Sweet. Well, which got read, an upgrade, by the, the way. genius one, and I can tell you the differences. Okay. Here we go. So this is verse one. Please, let's not get into this tonight. See, it's easy, and it's what you like. It sounds like he just wants to avoid the heavy topics. He wants to get down to bidness and have a little fun. You know? Just enjoy ourselves. We're here. Kind of like the whole love the one you're with thing. Yep. Then the chorus... Don't call me foolish because I'm not. Just be the lover when I want. If I'm hated, well, it's not my fault. I swear. I swear. Uh, And I think in this moment he's just being real. It sounds like it's a a chance encounter and he's trying to get her to realize how simple it can be. This does not have to be complex. Uh, Don't hate on him for being honest and telling her what he wants. Even though it is, he admits, very selfish. Just trying to, I think, trying to get her to see that they can have a little bit of fun here. So expecting to be hated. Well, it's not my fault. I'm just a human being right now. Verse two goes now. Don't you go and think it's love? Well, how did you think that's where I'm coming from? Now, I think that one has said, well, how? And then it had an ellipses in there. But I think it's all one line. Well, how did you think that's where I'm coming from? Mm. And he's just reminding, or at least bringing up the point. Ah, don't make this complicated. What gave you the idea that the, I wanted any more than this moment, this time that we have together? It's not love. This is just enjoying each other's company for a little bit, uh, and then we have the chorus again, and then it says, "I swear" several more times. Swear. It's like the bridge, right? Swear. Yeah, they have it listed as the solo, which is it's mm. not a it's not a barn burner. It's just your your yeah and and what's what else is nice is it's It's very green albumy i was gonna (laughs) i was gonna say it's not entirely (laughs) green albumy because green albumy took it their whole thing was they took the uh the melody exactly it sounds like jim did a little bit of noodling around there. yeah yeah. but you're right very green green (laughs) albumy i'm glad you had that realization i remember when i came to that realization i was like fuck in every song (laughs)
0: every song (laughs) it's every song We <laughs> <laughs> we get to the end
1: of the album god damn it it was every song yep they did not stray from that concept no though i mean it's genius <laughs> so simple everyone knows that i mean you and i both went to say that's a green album technique yeah <laughs> classic green album. A classic green album <laughs> uh and then we have the solo the green album solo and then yeah 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 and then verse three comes in, which is nice. I like that this song, even though the verses aren't big, the there is a story aspect to it. And I think this is the moment where okay, he said he said what he had to say. He was very honest and open with this woman um, or this lover, potential lover of his. Uh, just said, look, don't hate on me, um, and then said, look, don't think this is love. You may, you might be thinking of this as a different thing. Like we can we can get together and not make it anything complicated. Now in the verse three here. Well, this doesn't have to be a fight. Won't you stay? You could go home alone, but why? And I think what he's saying here is like, okay, okay, okay. Uh, We don't have to get into it. Um, Would you at least stay? Uh, You don't have to go home alone. We can be in one another's company at the very least. So maybe his plan didn't work, did not come to fruition. She just said, uh, you know what? I'm not really digging this. And then she maybe got a little snippy with him. How's genius this bad? This entry
0: is terrible. Yeah, it is. It is pretty that like that that verse wasn't even in here. <laughs> Are you sure it's
1: not chorus two? I'm just jumping here. That's the line. That's the one.
0: Okay, this you're right. This is where the lyrics diverge. Yeah. Now, is one the demo and one is not? Well, you know what I mean? It says let's not get into
1: this tonight, which is cool. I'm gonna go back. This is the finished version.
0: Right. This is the released version, has the lyrics. So it's almost like the demo version is what's on. Because the demo version, I think, is just repeat the first verse.
1: Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yep. It's
2: not this
1: yeah. There you go. So that's what it is. The case is closed. Uh, and so, yeah, I think the end of this is just asking her, "Hey, you know what? I know that we got off on the wrong foot here, but would you at least stay, hang out? We don't have to do anything. Um, you could go home alone, but why? Who wants to fall asleep mad? You don't ever want to fall asleep mad. That's a that's a tough one for me. Is I think in, gosh, I, and this is just I, maybe I'm remembering wrong. Lindsay might say otherwise, but I feel like I could count on one hand. The nights where we've gone in into something and it's at that moment where we could both fall asleep and be pissed off and then I'll bring it up. But got I think that's pretty good, though. Ten years and I can probably count on one hand the moments where we've brought an argument all the way into the evening <laughs> and it's gotten to sure. the point where it's not necessarily resolved. Uh, are you happy? <laughs> and uh so that's a tough thing. Yeah, You never want to go to bed angry. Okay, and there you go. That's it. Um, there's no difference. Yeah, not that I'm seeing. There's some uh, some I swears that are in parentheses, and also a couple of I'm not and I want. So there's a couple of those. I think that's the haunting little I want underneath, and then a whole bunch of I swears at the end as he's the cascading out and the, the reducing that to the just the twinkly guitars, and then and then Zach.
0: Nice. So there you have it. One, and I've out. already mentioned both track notes I had. One of which is that it was remastered in 2021. And the other is that both the demo and the regular one are on their YouTube. And on their Apple Music mm-hmm. and on their Spotify.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did. So did you come across the stuff on Wikipedia, that block that talked about it? I did, but I, I didn't glean anything new from I, it. It isn't. And I, I'm looking at it again. Totally, All the stuff yeah. that you said in the beginning, it's basically... The same things is talking about the that UK Deluxe. Recorded. Shame was on uh, the Japanese version. Mm-hmm. Um, the concept, yeah, it's just it's basically it's. There's no there's no, nothing beyond the facts here, just the facts, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, it's just mentioned four stitches times. and grooves has an entry for the Pain seven inch UK pressing.
0: All right, all right. This is April fifteenth, two thousand eleven. There are quite a few differences between the U.S. and U.K. pressing of Jimmy World's Pain, 7-Inch. First, the U.K. pressing is not a promo like its U.S. counterpart. The track listing between the two is also different. The U.K. version features two exclusive tracks on the B-side, but they turn out to be only demo versions of two songs off the album Futures, You and When I Want. Lastly, and the most noticeable difference, is that the artwork and color of the actual record is different which you will be able to see in the photos below. The U.S. pressing features a mint green cover and is on clear slash mint green vinyl, while in the U.K. version features a uh, white cover and is on a black vinyl. I don't know how many copies of the U.K. 7-inch were pressed, but it's probably a couple thousand. These do pop up on eBay U.K. quite often and tend to go cheaply. It seems like every record, though, that there are people out there selling this as they buy it now for ridiculous prices. Don't buy those, as you can easily snag a copy of this for $10 or less, even after shipping from the UK. And there's a photo here of the uh, vinyl. And you can see it's three-track, seven-inch vinyl includes two exclusive new tracks. Screws, so stitches, and and Entry, and that's all I have for articles and reviews.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much. I, I didn't have anything else. You found more than I did. Yeah. Um. This is Yasiel Puig's number when he was on the Los Angeles oh, Dodgers. God, what are you doing to me here, Yasiel Puig? Puig. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Let me double check. God, I want to say he's either in the 20s or the 50s. Am I right? No. Nah. 35 yeah. I was I was right though this is yes yo please number yeah couldn't tell you forgot
0: 66 66 is Jake O'Donnell's number 66 song. When I Want, Futures bonus track 2004. Leaving When I Want off the proper Futures release was probably a good call. The cheery acoustic guitars throughout When I Want do not would not really have fit alongside all of the brooding darkness on that particular record. I could have seen this one saved for Chase This Light, though. It probably would have helped make that one a better listen overall. I know I'm ripping CTL a lot on this piece so far, but I love it like I love all Jimmy World albums, and we'll have a lot more positive things to say about its song. Coming, It's songs coming up. What I want is in the great line of songs by the band that sound happy on entry level musically, but lyrically are just devastatingly sad. This number depicts what is probably about to be the end of a relationship and one that doesn't sound like a particularly healthy one to begin with. But of all the extra songs in the future's era, this might be the best one. Says Jake T. O'Donnell.
1: Well said. You know, what I. Uh, did you find? Do you, did you want to go into the shout box stuff? I mean, I have some other stuff from social. I didn't have any shout box. So this is kind of nice. So Matt Ritter says, I can't believe this song was cut from Futures. And then Letterbomb31 says, it doesn't fit the vibe of Futures at all, though. It would fit better on Chase This Light. Mm. Just like JTO said. Well, this was on the shout box? Yeah. This is on the shout box. I wonder how I missed the shout box. That's my bad. Oh, that's okay. Uh, uh, you know, since I'm here, I might as well. There's only about five or six. Your Getaway Car, June 6th, 2009. Uh, what's with the My Sundown video being paired with this song? Uh, don't know what that means. Because mm-hmm. My Sundown, yeah, I was just singing that song the other day. I was taking a picture of the sunset, and it's like, I haven't listened to it much on Bleed American lately.
0: Maybe yeah, the last F- FM page was, song.
1: like, listing the My Sundown yeah. video as, like, it the had music video yeah, for this song. Yeah, uh, June twenty third, two thousand eight. Skydive Dragon says they have grown all over me in no time. Wicked band, awesome live too. Uh, Toilets and sinks says they're fast growing on me. <laughs> Gavion has a greater than and three equating to the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, classic, uh, classic ecstasy, them. ecstasy to hell says Jimmy. World is very nice. I hope that I can join a concert in the near future. And then Gilbert fan has a. Equal sign and the closed parentheses to equate a original Penis? smiley. <laughs> no, that's a D. That's an equal sign and a D. This is just the closed parentheses. It's just the smiley face sideways with the, okay. the straight eyes. That's all. that's all. So that was the shout box. Now, as far as social stuff that's in a community, I guess. Um, Light said, Futures could be like this. This was submitted three years ago as a self-post. Mm. Here are all the songs recorded in Futures era with and without Mark Trombino. In my opinion, there is something that unite all of these songs, something that make them sound in the same mood. So I don't know why I decided to list them all. If the band would d- decide not to split them into EPs and various limited editions, it would make a great album. So started it off with Futures and then went right into When I Want and then Sparkle, World you love, drugs are me, Polaris, kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Work half right, night drive, nothing wrong, just tonight. Big cars over pain. The concept, gen, disintegration, shame, closer, a.k.a. closer, and then 23 at at number 22. And I think we talked about this one. Uh, On Brems on Licht says, the fact that 23 would be track 22 is frustrating. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> agreed. That was technoar Technoir Light. Uh you get something? I got a few more. No, I- I'm out of community stuff. Gotcha. So this one was a Growlithe trainer. Did, is that how we Growlithe? were told? The Growlithe. That's it. Growlith. I know we got schooled on how to say it. Growlith trainer. Uh countdown to surviving album discussions, futures discussion thread posted three years ago. Um, and then this is just how the post goes. Uh, futures today. The last of the big three, and unfortunately, I'm dosed with the cold, so my thoughts are going to be more scatterbrained than usual. Um, The album starts with an absolute killer riff on the title track and politically charged lyrics. Night Drive and 23 are probably my two favorite uh, tracks on the album. Oh, and on a completely superficial note, work video gym is peak gym. So there's that. Um, In this thread, St. Edward says, it's just a brilliant album. Came out in my late teens, and I remember just listening to it over and over again. From the intro riff of Futures that just grabs you by the lapels and launches you into the album, to the one-two hit of World You Love and Pain, bringing you a longing and optimism, uh, and then pain, and then the pain of pain before the more introspective end of the album punctuated by Nothing Wrong and ending with the utterly sublime 23. I always thought of Futures as a 13-track album, having the copy that included Shame and When I Want, which act as a buffer after 23 to bring you back down to earth. I love the whole thing. The whole album. It's everything. (laughs) Yeah, that was really well-worded. That was very... uh, Yeah. uh, Review-esque, St. Edward. Well said. Nice, nice job. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Bayer52, what are your five favorite B-sides submitted four years ago? Here's my top five. And I'll go in order some one to five. Open bar reception, roller queen, shame when I want, be sensible. I very much agree with these five. I like Bayer52s. Mm-hmm. I love roller queen. The times that we've listened to it, man, what a jam. Yeah. Well, it shows up. Three other times, no Laughlin. Shame. When I want Jen, open bar reception. Be sensible. Futures 2004 top track here. When I want, be sensible. Distraction, open bar reception, and shame. And then Space Holiday puts it a little bit lower in the list. Shame, splash, turn, twist, uh, Aeneas, uh, and then When I want and Jen.
2: No, it showed up for this.
1: That's surprising. Hmm. One. Just a. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That's about ten or eleven people that commented. Almost half of them mentioned mm-hmm. "When I Want" at some to some degree. Okay, let's see here. This is the world's best B side. Be sensible. Submitted two years ago by JG429. So it looks like an opinion post here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase this light has such good B sides. Open bar reception is another winner. But "When I Want" shows up here with Ethan Runt. Not Ethan Hunt. <laughs> yeah. So weird when I discover uh, when I discover that on the UK versions were not album tracks to others like Futures with Shame and When I Want. They are key to the album's build and release. And Be Sensible is a real hands in the air monster. That's so wild when you get you get so stuck in an album being one way. And what was it that you had something on Napster that you downloaded that was it had an extra track. Oh, you know what? I think it was JG429 that said that with another album that she said it had a track that she never, never not thought that was in there. And to hear Mm -hmm. like, this isn't the album I'm aware of. Where's the missing track? Right. And then have that. Um, Last thing, Exile on Dayton Street. I love that they have a poll for every song that we've done so far recently. Uh, Two months ago, random poll, nothing wrong versus when I want. And there were 122 votes. David, where do you think it sat with nothing wrong and when I that want? It sounds really popular. Nothing wrong, which was an album track and a good one at that.
0: 129 votes? 122. Think? 122. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 60, 62, nothing wrong.
1: Wow. It was a uh nothing wrong at 101. <laughs> Whoa. And when I won, I had a 21. So it was a big, oh, okay. big difference there. And I think it's just because yeah. there's such, they're so different. The tracks are... Yeah, those are very, very different tracks. They did link to the YouTube, but like you listen to it just the way that it starts out. Uh, yeah, Outtake from the Futures Sessions released as a B-side to Futures, the song. There's one part in it where it sounded almost like, not trilling, but you know when violinists just play the long, and they'll go... Mm-hmm. But I thought, oh man, Mark put in uh, some hmm. symphony, but no, it's just it's just Jim going, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> you could see you could tell thirty second note, yeah, you could tell a little bit later that it was a it was actually some, it was just guitar, but that made to me to me that part sounded so much like Futures. The fact that they could have had that the orchestral mm-hmm. backing in there, so yeah, mm-hmm. it got wrecked, it wrecked. Oops. 101 to 21. And that is all I have. Oh, and I have, let's see, one thing from Facebook. Nice. What do they say here? Oh, this is from Joe Calderon. The best audio version of Futures, in my opinion, aside from the Masters, of course, but I think those were destroyed in the fires a few months back, unfortunately. Debunked. Maybe, is this the source? (laughs) This must be where we got this from. This is the source. (laughs) And we've had some you of put his a comment And
0: say, no, it sounds like it wasn't the case.
1: Yeah. Well, Zach, yes. <laughs> uh, it helps that it's pressed at 45 RPM. When I want is easily not only one of my favorite B-sides, but overall track in the entire Jimmy discography. I need to collect more oh. of the Futures era 7-inch records, but I bought this one first because I think it has the best combo of songs. Uh, and there's five comments on it. Uh, Alex Kyle says, I always liked When I Want when I want Too, even more than Shame, to be honest. Uh, and then Sarah Ashley says, I love them both equally. They're just very different. Let's see. Josh Kuhn Kramer. Have you guys seen the other 45 from this release? I think it's Shame and Pain. Was this the one When I Want and Futures? I'm pretty sure those are the four songs on those. Uh, and there's one <laughs> Robin Homan has the picture. I'll send it to you. It's the oh, you can't I hate that. You can't send images. Maybe I can just put the tenor. It's it's just it's just Bill S. Preston. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. This is Ted Theodore Logan. Uh, just that whole. Whoa, whoa. That face. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then I show up in here. What the heck? Would you be willing to rip this to an uncompressed format? I'm pretty sure they burned up, too. (laughs) You likely have a higher quality than UMG. Justin Miller, I don't have the means to, unfortunately. I'll see if my friend can do it, but considering the state of the world, it'd be a while. You want to hear the rest of this conversation? (laughs) Yeah, I get that. No worries, man. Just trying to keep the best quality Jimmy World recordings in circulation. Does the album mention the quality of the pressing, perchance? Uh, and then Joe Calderon says, Justin, like half speed master or. And that was the end of the conversation. I never really replied back to him. So uh, I don't even understand his response, but yeah, I don't think I asked the right way. Anyway, <laughs> I, I, I surprisingly showed up in that thread with Joe Calderon, but it is a very pretty picture. Uh, if you look at the thread, it's the uh, the, the lime green picture mm-hmm. of uh, I th- oh, what is that? The Chrysler building. God, I love Skylines, man. Sky right. The yeah, Chrysler yeah. building there. Beautiful little thing. Anyway, that's all that I have for Community. Sweet. Uh, you want to fire our text to speech?
0: Oh, yes. We've been blessed, Justin. I think this is a first. We've been blessed with both Christy Brewer and Megan Golding. No way. Yeah, dude. I think this is a first for this track of all tracks.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Let me, yeah, they didn't me do Criminal Energy. I, it's so weird the ones that they do there's weird it's ones and you and when I when you say fire up text to speech <laughs> I love it because there's so little to talk about with some of these tracks mm-hmm. and I wonder what made them want to do that one this one
0: I guess you know? it's just that it's related to futures and that era of songs gets done uh, on these bots more than yeah latter. Yeah, uh, latter releases like they probably haven't. I'll, I'll see. Let me see when Christy Brewer's video came out. This was released five years ago, November of 2016. Megan Golding's came out seven years ago, May of 2015. So that's that's uh curious. So All let's right. do Christy Brewer first. Okay, she does have an intro.
1: Okay.
2: please let's not get into this tonight see it's Mm. easy and it's what you like sounds like we do want don't Mm. call me foolish cause i'm not just be the lover when i want if i'm hated well it's not my fault i swear now don't you go and think it's love well how did you think that's where i'm coming from don't call me foolish cause i'm not just be the lover when i want if i'm hated well it's not my fault i swear well should we pause it here yeah yeah, yeah, let's do
0: that i'm gonna back it up a little bit no intro here okay so this will this will go right in this is megan golding's rendition oh yeah classic megan
2: don't you go and think it's love well how did you think that's where i'm coming from don't call me foolish cause i'm not just be the lover when i want if i'm hated well it's not my fault i swear well this doesn't have to be a fight won't you stay you could go home alone but why don't call me foolish cause i'm not be the lover when i want if you hate me well, it's not my fault. I swear. Nice. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs>
1: All right, and I have a cover. Yeah, we came across the same one, huh? I I loved uh, it. Mike Parsons?
0: Yes. Yeah, I Mike this is amazing. Is pretty- yep. So yeah, let's listen to Mike Parsons um i can play it over here and then i went through his back catalog oh this is I, I see it's a youtube video i went through his back catalog i found him on soundcloud and found some really great stuff that he did i'll play this here on uh watch together Please,
2: let's not get into
0: So well done. All the instrumentation is so well done. Yeah.
1: No, you oh, you went with the synth. Yeah. So good,
0: right? Yeah. (laughs) All right. What else? I went through his stuff. He did not have any Weezer that I found, but he did do one of my all time favorite Blink songs, which has a very strange meter to it, and he gets it right. Even Blink does not play this song well. (laughs) This is well done. The meter is so strange on this song. Uh, it's called Stockholm Syndrome, top two, if not three, favorite blink songs uh come on soundcloud here we go Man, I don't know how he did that.
2: That's amazing.
0: He nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he did it all in June of 2020. Recorded, mixed, and mastered by Mike Parsons. Mike Parsons rules.
1: Yeah, dude. 11 subscribers. Oh, yeah, it's not an indication yeah, of his skills. Old. Yeah. Wow.
0: Based in Southampton, UK, he is a guitarist for the band Los Kyoto, drummer for young Pretorians. Pretorians. Yeah, man. Wow. Really good stuff. Yeah, This stuff sounds incredible. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's all I have. I'm glad
1: you YouTube went down and, and figured out that other one that he had. Too bad on the Weezer thing. <laughs> yeah, Especially. I was like, oh man, he's got
0: so many Blink stuff. I mean, he's just a Blink fan, but he's got so much Blink and Blink-related stuff. Like, he did Asthenia here. Yeah, it's nine years ago. I was like, this sounds a little rougher around the edges compared to his other stuff, but... I mean, that's Asthenia, for sure. Um, yeah, lots of good stuff. Oh, he's got a placebo cover. I don't know this song, though. <laughs> oh, he's got Sex on Fire, Kings of Leon. Sounds like it. Oh, yeah, dude. That's all I can ever think guitar. of that, that cover band we saw. And, yeah. uh, oh, my God. Oh, we didn't yeah. talk, about, <laughs> oh, we didn't my talk God. about that show. Oh, well, now we uh It's months ago at this point. <laughs> I know, right? It's super fun. It was super super fun going out to see uh Joss's show Danger Gavin. Um uh what uh what's the name of his band? Has a a girl yeah, Picture name. Naomi. Picture Naomi. Um and they played at the Viper Room, so it was cool to go to the Viper Room. I'd never been. Had you been? No, no, no that was Viper my first time at the Viper Room. Sweet, yeah. Well, That's probably our last time at the Viper Room. <laughs> yeah. uh, I saw Danny and Jess from City Hawkins Pod, so that was super cool. And yeah, dude, fuck I talked about this and I said we would talk about it, but um, this is what, because he has none of his music is is uh, out for public consumption yet, um, but it sounded like this uh, California Wives band, who I've talked about on this podcast a lot, but this this sounds very much up picture Naomi's alley. I can see Josh playing this on stage. This is a go-to, like when we drive to Malibu and we're coming home and it's dusk, put on this record, man. So anyway, that's not Josh's band, but it sounds a lot like that, which I loved.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it was great. I wish they played a little longer.
0: Yeah, for sure. And then we saw like an R&B, uh, uh, R&B solo guitars from Ukraine. Yeah. uh, Right after him. And then a cover band after, uh, after that guy. So, um, it was a cool, fun night hanging out with friends and, uh, yeah, man, um, So that's like late housekeeping. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. uh, Anyway, thank you for inviting us to the show, Josh. Glad that we all got to go and uh, podcasts uh, were hanging out. (laughs) Um, So, Justin, what are your final thoughts on the song When I Want by the band Jimmy Eat World?
1: Uh, I can see why it was left off of the album. I still like it. It's a good it's a good song. Sometimes when you hear these tracks that are (gasps) B-sides. You can tell why they're B sides and you're they don't really interest you. I could listen to this one over and it's it's fairly short. What was it? Two minutes and forty something seconds. It's it's pretty so, yeah, short. Yeah,
0: just shy of that, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh so no, it's, 248. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not a long one, but I, I feel like for what it is, it's a good little track. I don't hate it. What about you? Well, before I tell you, did you make a rave DJ? I did
0: not. Not this time. I did. Mostly because somebody somewhere, I don't know where, I must have seen it in passing, compared it to work. Oh, uh, why did this end up on the record and not work? I wish this had gone on the album instead of work or something somebody said. So I made When I Work. Um, (laughs) And I've not listened to it, but let's take a listen and see what we think.
1: It could be that arpeggiated guitar there. interesting
0: hey so much arpeggio that's cool
1: yeah This is great.
0: Kind of falls apart, right? <laughs> yeah, there, right, right Pretty there. Fun. Damn it. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, man. Um, so, yeah,
1: um, another
0: middle of the road, perfectly serviceable song. Yeah. But in terms of the songs that are on Futures, this was the wise choice to leave off, I think. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and yeah, I think it would have been a great Chase the Slide track for sure. I don't think it would have made Chase the Slide any better, but I think it fits in with that, in the, with those groups of songs for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. That's my take. It's middle of the road, pretty good, nothing to write home about, um, <laughs> but solid. I I, uh, I like the motif. And yeah, there it is. Yeah. I, like, I, I thought the verse, the short verses was a cool uh, motif. Yeah. Didn't and like it... the chorus almost sounds more like a pre-chorus than anything it's still wrong on like it never yeah i know oh yeah absolutely i'm like oh, do i go in and i'm like eh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um so uh so yeah there it is um so if uh if you ever find yourself thinking god i wish i could have ice when i want uh you can <laughs> just remember to be excellent to each other and party on dudes <laughs>